Welcome to another episode of Raven Conversations. I'm Joe C. Mandel, the State Public Affairs Officer for the Washington National Guard. And today I'm joined by Lieutenant Colonel Rex Ayers. He's currently over at the Western Air Defense Sector, um, but he's going to be moving into the headquarters uh, section for the Air National Guard. And you're going to be standing up the innovation team right. at the headquarters of the Washington right. National Guard. That's right. Uh, he's here to talk to us about what the innovation team is, what they can do to help the Air Guard kind of move some processes forward or some things forward, uh, clean up some issues that may be going on, and uh, uh, share the information with the airmen that want to get involved with it. Uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us, sir. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Well, and I, I say us. So Chris, Chris Pavel, um, also with the Western Defense Sector, uh, couldn't be here. He's moving into a new home today. So yeah, yep. So would have would have loved to have him on, but yeah, yeah very happy to be here and really excited about um, getting innovation going at the state level. Yeah, um, so, so it'll be good. So quick background on yourself. Quick background on me. Um, so I joined active duty in '95. Uh, so it goes back a bit. Um, did active duty, uh, flew for a while, um, stayed in for about 11 years. Mm-hmm. I separated and then moved up here to Washington State, um, and I started working as a civilian. Um, during that time period, because I was working with Boeing, um, and then I did some other stuff as a contractor uh, for Afotech, so the Air Force Operational Test Center. Um, and I kept I kept meeting people and said, "Hey, you know, why aren't you in the guard? Or like, you just kind of left those 11 plus years on the table." In fact, I was sitting next to a retired colonel on an airplane one day. <laughs> And we got to talking, and he's like, oh, you're crazy. Like, why, why, yeah. aren't you, why aren't you in the Guard? And so this happened multiple times, right? And it was the people that I met. And so they said, hey, you really need to go down and uh, talk to the Western Air Defense Sector. Um, it's a great unit, you know, from a drill status guardsman perspective. So I applied, and funny enough, I, there was a guy already there that I'd flown with in the past, and he was there as, a, as yeah. an active guard. And uh, that was the process. So that was 2010. And so I've been with WAD since 2010, yeah. as mostly as a drill status guardsman. Yep. So that's kind of also leads into the second question is how did you learn about the guard? It sounds like yep. everybody's kind of pointing you in the direction already. Yeah. And that was the funny thing. You know, active duty, we don't do a, a real good job about um, educating our active component about what the guard really does. And I think most people, until you deploy somewhere, you know, you don't get a flavor <laughs> of that unless you're at a base. You know, like we have some influence at McCord um, just because we're there as well. But, um, you know, as a whole, I think our active units don't don't get that perspective. So when actually we see that a little bit within innovation as well. Um, you know, we add a little bit of a different flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, so that's how I found out about the Guard. Yeah. So so what do you do at WADS currently? So currently at WADS, I do run the innovation over there. So we have it at the group level. Um, it's a small shop. It's just Chris and I right now. Um, I have a DSG. Uh, actually, we have two DSGs, um, and actually, w- one of them's on orders right now, going through a, a class that we have in innovation. So that's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, so we run mainly innovation for the unit. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, as you find, if you have it buried in a unit, um, there's only so, so many problems to solve and so many people to kind of to go after that. Yeah. So, so when we say innovation. Uh, for those that don't, what does that really mean? What are you guys trying to do there? Yeah. So, I mean, innovation, just in a quick sentence, is solving problems through disruptive means, right? Mm-hmm. And disruptive isn't necessarily a, a negative term in this case, right? It's just doing it differently. Um, so you, we have lots of ways to solve problems out there, right? And so when we take the innovation approach, we look at um, really getting into what is the core problem? You know, what are the, the roadblocks that have come up to this point? And then what's the way around that, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think um, if you kind of go back to what the Air Force did when they stood up 
AFWorks, right? So they kind of formalized, hey, we're going to go after innovation through this process. Theirs was mainly around the acquisition process. So how do we get, um, not necessarily um, <laughs> in a non-legal way, but how do we circumvent the traditional acquisitions process, Yeah. right? And so they said, hey, we can, we can really take advantage of a lot of these things. And so that's trickled down. The, um, the air component stood up about four years ago. They stood up ArcWorks, which is the Air Reserve Components Works Innovation. So mm-hmm. they're down in Tucson, and we work a lot with them. Um, and so, you know, over time, we start to see this grow um, both at the unit level and then obviously the Air Force level is really kicking into gear. So they're on their third iteration of what the AFWorks is. is. Yeah. And they and they release new um, programs, you know, each time they do that. So, yeah. So, so you guys have a team. What kind of backgrounds do you guys have uh, in innovation already that you yeah. can bring to that table to kind of start working with? Um, well, everybody has background in innovation, right? It's just the application of it. So I know it's not a loaded question, but um, so me, my, I, you know, from an Air Force perspective, uh, I got out when I was a young major. And so I didn't have, you know, a lot of background in, um, especially in, in a fighter squadron um, in innovation. Uh, but you do have kind of that mindset, that think, like, you mm-hmm. know, how do we solve problems in a different way? Uh, it never really occurred to me at the time, right? And so... Over then my civilian career, um, I do consulting. Um, and so basically we stand up new business units in mm-hmm. Fortune 50 companies. And so th- that's a lot of innovation, right? And, and yeah. if you think about a lot of the innovation projects that are out there, there's there's multiple sides to innovation, right? There's the project itself. There's the, the program management aspect, like a portfolio management piece. There's the education piece. And so we'll tackle all of them as we stand it up for the state. But... Uh, from the civilian side, really got into the portfolio program management. How do you start a new business? Because, you know, there's a lot of paths to know yeah. when you start something new. And so it's it's just about, like, how do you how do you continue to get to yes yeah. and a lot of that stuff. And so I bring that. Chris brings um, just a wealth of um, network, right? So we've, we've built up probably over the past two years an incredible network of, you know, people, programs, that are all around innovation mm-hmm. um, and they're, they're just there to help, right? And so he brings that um, and he, his mind just works like he, he's typically working about 10 different things at one time. So we try to, you know, we try to share the like work on this and, and then I'll work on something else. But um, so the, the backgrounds that Chris brings, so he's um, he does comm right now. Well, that's his AFSC. Um, he's been Red Horse. He's been a cop. Uh, so he's got a lot of of knowledge in different areas too. Yeah. So, so, so you kind of sent me over your slide deck that you guys have, and, yeah. and there was a ton of projects that you guys have kind of already <laughs> touched on. Yeah. What are some of those success ones that immediately airmen can almost see? Uh, let's see. Well, we won a couple of awards. Mm-hmm. Um, so we won the Air National Guard's Innovation Unit of the War uh, of the Year uh, two times in a row. Uh, we didn't submit this last year because <laughs> we needed California. We, we needed California to win something finally. Um, uh, let's see the ones you can get out there now. So we've been working on an NDAA, so the uh, National Defense Authorization Act. Um, so basically, where do we get our money yeah. every year, right? And so in there, as most people know, like when we hit um, a year where there's a continuing resolution, we don't get money, or we get money that was spent in the same way it was the previous year, right? So I'm I'm I'm, I'm dumbing it down quite a bit um, just because I would probably take a long time to talk about it. But basically, this proposal came out of a um, another program that uh, AFWorks and ARCWorks run 
Uh, but they kind of look at uh, national level, you know, problems that are out there. Mm-hmm. And so this was one of them. Like, how do we how do we beat the continuing resolution? And so we put a proposal in, and it's now um, getting a lot of support from um, multiple congressmen. Um, so we're hoping that will actually make it into into the um, into law, basically. So, but what it does is it says, hey, uh, once the continuing resolution is signed then we have 12 full months to spend that money instead of until the end of the fiscal year, right? Yeah. So trying to spend, you know, 12 months of money in six months is, yeah. is very difficult to do. And it do, you don't spend smartly, right? Yeah. And so it was really it was really built around that. So that was one of them. Um, we have some operational imperatives at the Air Force level. Uh, so we had a last round of guys run through that. Um, and they're basically looking at how do we get um, – Dis- I wouldn't say disposable, but how do we, how do we get more logistics into theaters, right? So it's very you know Pacific theater driven, mm-hmm. and so they're looking at use of um, not drones, but basically putting autopilots on uh, not commercial size aircraft, but you know uh, larger aircraft that we yeah. can get um, cargo out. And so they're trying to get into uh, major exercises and things like that. So those are those are some of the big things. The other one is around recruiting, um, you know, through another type of program that's offered in innovation. It's called the um, uh, Small Business Innovation and Research. So uh, we, as the Department of Defense, and even under the uh, Office of Secretary of Defense, have programs that incentivize small businesses to work with the military. And we do that through various means, but one of them is this uh, Small Business Innovation and Research contract that you can get. Um, And so we've been working with a, a small business that has partnered with the active duty side down in California and basically modernizes their recruiting app, right? So it brings in a lot more data sources. It helps to do um, some manipulation of the data so that you can see it a little bit better and consume it. And then um, we, as the guard, want to add in multiple multiple other sources of data that they don't look at from an active duty side, right? Because in the guard, we great that we can get pipeline guys in, but you know, yeah, that that's the same thing that the, the active duties. How do we get guys in that are, you know, a little bit further in their career, right? And so there's a lot of the recruiting gaps that we have right now. So we're working with, um, on the air side, the um, our state recruiting at the headquarters level, and then this company, and we're we're tr- we're we're trying to get um, that contract awarded. Yeah. So that would be big from a recruiting perspective, and that would help out, you know, every unit in the state if we could figure that one out. Yeah, for sure. No, it, it sounds like an incredibly, uh, incredibly impactful, um, like process you know something to fix like you can actually like see that information and gather uh and actually like analyze it a little bit better too which i think helps every recruiter i know uh superintendent perez is probably sitting over there screaming (laughs) yeah i want this um yeah chris we yeah we've definitely been working a lot so 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 when does the team actually stand up at headquarters we'll stand up on the first of october so right at the start of the fiscal year okay yeah and we'll be over here on building 118 uh, down in the basement, yeah. so they're going to set up a room for us, <laughs> and we'll have better access to the staff as well, which is going to be really important at the state level. Um, and then, you know, we'll also probably try to share time down in um, Seattle. So Seattle has the first physical location of what they call the Mission Acceleration Center. Um, those were designed, you know, probably coming out of OSD again, and they put money at um, standing up these physical locations where you can start to bring. Uh, military and kind of the local industry uh, together, right? And so both on a large scale and a small scale. So they really look at, um, you know, a lot of local companies, right? So if you look at it from a state perspective, it's it's really important where you can start connecting those guys early in the career of a company. So especially smaller businesses, 
I said small business about 10 times. You can see there's a lot of focus on that, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so you get these new companies or even they start to partner into a lot of the um, secondary education as well. So if you get people that are just entering the workforce or you get companies that are just started and you get them early at that point and you get them working with the military, they're more likely to be long-term you know, benefactors, right? Yeah. And so that's really the goal behind it. And also we see a lot of new technology that comes out of small business, you know, startups all over the place, like Uber was a startup at one point, yeah. right? Um, so if we can capture that when they're just starting up, then our adversaries cannot influence that at a later point, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they, sh they certainly can, but um, we put, you know, restrictions on, like, you know, obviously the sale of that technology at that point. Um, so there's a lot of good things like that. Yeah. yeah. I, you kind of said every every small business kind of starts and builds yeah. from within, and then they eventually become a huge business like an Uber. That's right. Um, so, so for guardsmen at home, right, that are in the Air Guard, how do they get involved with you guys? How do they kind of reach out and, and work with you guys? Um, you know, like... Like I mentioned with Chris's networking, it is all about networking. And so we will we will make trips to every unit. You know, I mean, that's going to be one of the metrics that we track is just kind of engagement because um, that's the important part. You know, just like you said, people don't know you're there, then they can't go to you for, right. for help, right? And so we're going to go and, and physically put our, you know, cells in the seats in front of um, whatever they'll have, right? Yeah. So if we go on a drill weekend and we can get up in front of everybody and talk, you know, I'm hoping we can get like a 30 minute just pitch. You know, here's here's what we do. Here's what yeah. you, you know you can you can do with us, or you can do on your own. Um, and then we're going to have dedicated sessions where if you know a commander or you know senior enlisted comes back and says, "Hey, I'd like you to come by and really have a, a deep dive into what we do," so we'll do that as well. And then you can always just reach out to us. You know, I mean, our, our emails are out there. We can publish them later, but. Um, you know, rex.airs.one at us.af.mil. I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. Um, and then Chris, Chris Powell, he's probably the, it's not three, but he's probably the only <laughs> one in the, in the gal, right? And so, um, yeah, or talk to your commander and, you know, they'll be able to, to point you and get us, get us connected. Um, and if you have, a, you know, when, when, so let me go back to you from an innovation perspective. We do want to prioritize what we're getting after. I don't want to say yeah. no, like we're going to say no to somebody, yeah. right? And because that's not the right thing. And but if it's the things that we want to focus on are really those, hey, is it something that the, the entire state can benefit from, right? Is it something that's going to help us win the next war? Um, is it something that's going to keep people coming to work tomorrow, right? Yeah. Or prevent them from leaving, <laughs> you know, and, and going somewhere else, or just you know, like like me, I'm at that retirement age, but. Um, and Chris is pulling his retirement back out, right? So he can continue. And so these are, you know, these are things that keep people engaged. Now, if it's smaller than that, and you're solving kind of like a, a smaller work center area, we have tons of resources for that too, right? It's not we're going to say no to that. It's just the amount of effort that we can spend as two people, you know, serving a state. Um, it's good. So it goes back to portfolio management and prioritization. Yeah. Um, but we have a really cool network of folks that are just out there ready to help. Um, they're always asking for more problems to solve and we'd be happy to point and help make all of those connections. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, and so Chris and I probably, and this is the fun thing about innovation too, is that, um, usually if somebody's having a problem, you want them to be running the project. Right. Yeah. And so we're totally open to that. We want that to happen. Um, I want to remove all the administrative burden that goes, I mean, even though innovation is supposed to move fast, um, there's 
like, how do I get money? When do I get money? Um, who do I go for help? You know, what do I have to submit? What, you know, what do I have to keep track of in certain systems so that people see these projects out there and they get prioritized for this free money comes down? Yeah. How do I get a contract in? You know, like those aren't things that we, I want people to do. Yeah. Right. Period. Dot. I want us to kind of focus on, on managing that part of it and then let our, you know, guardsmen just run, yeah. run the solution that is going to solve their problem. Yeah. It, it's kind of like the, the story of the lower enlisted member who has a, a solution to a very simple problem that right. just continues to happen. Yeah. You guys are there to help facilitate That's that right. guy and get yeah. that problem solved. Yeah. And we partner, I mean, we partner with the active duty really well too. So I mentioned the AFWorks piece. We just sent um, one of our innovation projects through what they call the refinery. And the refinery just says, I have something that is, is kind of past that prototype stage, right? So it's actually, yeah. it's working, yeah. but I need to scale it, right? And so scaling comes with who else wants to buy it? How do I get the money? How do I keep that, you know, that networking going on? And how do I make it a long-term thing? So, you know, we, how do we turn it into the POM? So from a long-term budget perspective, um, we also partner with our active duty side at McCord, mm-hmm. uh, both on the Army and the Air Force side. So the Air Force has stood up um, their own spark cells. Typically when you when you hear innovation, they'll have a spark cell and that's, um, Mostly at the wing level yeah. is what they run it, um, but you know they're full time. <laughs> they have yeah. people there all the time, right? Um, so we see a lot of turnover, but we work with them. They have a really cool makerspace, so they've got three D printing. They've got um, great meeting space. Um, they've got you know full access to uh, internet. So if you want to run and do some like very creative designing over there, uh, so we have full access to that space. Uh, we've also partnered with the um, ICOR. So they have an innovation group that they're running, and you know we we talk about uh, twice a month. Um, I've been over there a couple of times to just you know kind of do some crosstalk. So you know command and control is a big thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we focus some stuff um, from the innovation side on command and control. In fact, we stood up Colonel Bergeron um, when he was over at Wads. He came to me. And this was the first time I, I came on orders for him for a while. He said, "I want to I want to start a code militia." What's a code militia? He's like, I don't know, but we need one. <laughs> so I was like, great. This is like, that's my sweet spot, right? So find yeah. something. So we actually sent um, about nine guardsmen, both on the air and army side, through a software development class. It was three months long, and we had a three-month internship after that. Mm-hmm. Um, that internship focused on the Air Force's side of um, the joint all-domain command and control. So uh, for the air side, it's uh, ABMS. And so we actually started having developers build the next generation tactical command and control software. Oh, wow. Yep. So we have we have working code built by by guardsmen that's actually out there and it's um, it's in production right now. So we took that code militia and we started to elevate it. We put it to the state level, and then we put it to the guard level. And so we work with ArcWorks has their software factory down there. We've been down there a couple of times. In fact, we won one of their hackathons one one time, um, two hackathons back. So that was pretty cool. And then um, we just went down there. They're working on a, a paycom related, and basically like, how do I estimate how much it costs my unit to go deploy to an exercise? And it's not easy. Yeah. You know. And so, how do I get my wing planners an easy way to do that? And so they're they're focused on that. And that actually came out of their um, their A staff as a requirement um, from from paycom. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's fascinating that this all happens right here in the in the Washington National Guard. Yeah, and I I would love I would love to have more people working on it. Um, we always find creative ways to get you know folks engaged and involved. Um, and then once people start in it, it gets pretty sticky. Like you don't want to leave, yeah. you know. And that's you know that's part of managing it as well. Is um, I don't want to pull people from units 
where they just only do innovation. Um, I want them to be able to then go back to the unit. I want them to be able to you know still solve that unit's problems. But what we find is a lot of the stuff that we do is is really guard level related. Yeah. Um, a great example of that is um, the state of Alaska was having issues kind of matching up incentive pays for a lot of their um, their combat search and rescue guys. And so it got to the point where, um, you know, they just kept missing the payments and it wasn't, you know, obviously intentional. Yeah. Um, but they racked up a pretty decent size bill. And um, so they got after it with an innovation. So let's, let's build something that's non-traditional to go after that. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's a really good example. That's not just a that's not an Alaska problem. Yeah, that's, that's never, a that that's is a guard wide yeah. problem, right? And so, those are the things that we look for. You know, it it seems it seems small. It comes out of a you know a, a specific use case, but it's a huge problem. Yeah, right. And so, you know, we'll look we'll look at ways. I'm hoping to bring that into the state of Washington as well. Yeah, that's one of the things that um, hopefully the Arc Web Tech will bring to light um, in October this year. Uh, they do brief the. Um, director of the Air National Guard. So he's typically there and they brief him on kind of the status of what they're doing innovation wise. Um, and it's and it's big. Um, they got a nice office down there. So we'll, we'll partner with ArcWorks quite mm-hmm. a bit. Um, I was down there a couple of weeks ago um, to meet with them on some things. But, uh, you know, they have the line of money. They control a lot of the innovation funds that come into the Guard. Um, they manage it from a portfolio perspective. And that's where, you know, it's going to be important as we stand up this the state innovation team is that we can really bring more to um, help prioritize money coming back into the state, yeah. you know, specifically for that. Um, and we also open it up to a lot more missionaries that we don't have at WADS, right? And I think that's, like, the benefit. So we'll bring a lot of the, you know, two years of work that Chris and I have done to really kind of get this going and really be able to, you know, distribute it across the state. And we have some really good um, innovators within the state already, the people that are very, very active in it. Um, it's just they don't, they can't do it full time. Yeah, you know, and so um, we hope to to help help them out, but then also help the the folks that just have problems. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a lot of that people bringing that experience and expertise from their civilian side into the guard, but they're only here part time. Right. So it's, right, they can do it on that drill weekend, and that's about it. And that's it. And you don't have time to do that. No. You know, what I mean, because we have all of our all of our training that we have to do. <laughs> We still have to connect with all the people that we've, you know, not seen in like either the month or the three months, depending on yeah. kind of like what drill cycle schedule you're on. Um, so, yeah. So let us work it. Um, we, like I said, we'll, we we find creative ways to get people on orders um, to come in support. Uh, we, ArcWorks always says, hey, I've got, you know, some days. Do you want to yeah. bring some people on for 30, 60 days? You know, so we can do it. You know, right. there's there's creative ways that we can get after it. Yeah. Um, and I want to say innovation is not the only way to solve a problem. I mean, we've been we've been talking about that, and I really haven't got like a, a lot of details on what we do on that. But um, it, to me, the fundamental part is defining the problem, yeah. right? And, and we see that a lot. Like, and what are you trying to solve? Yeah, like what are you trying to solve? And it's really, um, especially like in software development, because it's a big thing. You know, I think most things we do today, just like we're doing right now, you know, it'll be software driven, right? And so when we start talking about not everything is a, is a software problem, though. But I think defining the root problem is very similar to like if you're going to go buy something, and you haven't described what you want, you're mm-hmm. not going to get what you want, yeah. right? And so, really, for us, the, the best starting point is helping to define that problem. And we have a great exercise to do that. We don't have to bring in innovation. 
Um, there's a lot like, you know, CPI. So if we want to go down that path, that's a great path to solve problems yeah. as well, right? And there's other ways out there too. Yeah. There's other things that might exist out there already too that have been done in innovation that we can actually easily get money to go purchase. I'm going to say easily. No, no, nothing is easy. Um, <laughs> but we have paths to get additional money yeah. to spend against that because we are incentivized uh, within the Department of Defense to spend on innovation. Um, so there, there's some ways to do that, too. Yeah, so this kind of just works in hand in hand with process improvement kind of stuff. And 100%. Yeah, I mean, the Air Force just, and they did release um, recently um, new guidance on like how you're supposed to do that. And so they do recognize that, hey, this is problem solving. So it's not underneath, you know, the inspector general. It could be, but it's not. You know, they want to make sure that it's kind of um, in its own spot. But yeah, uh, process improvement and innovation, because there are ways to solve problems, they do go hand in hand and it's written it's written that way. Yeah. Yep. I, so we've had a lot of information out there. Yeah. A anything else really that you're thinking? I mean, this is a huge topic. Um, I mean, waking, making processes better, innovating to solve problems, really problem solving and saving money, I think, in the long run is always a huge topic. Yep. Is there anything that we haven't mentioned that would be critical to mention? Oh, uh, I think just getting the word out. You know, I mean, that's that's a big part of it. Um, and then, you know, for the leaders out there, too, is just realize that um, this this does take time, right? Especially kind of looking at our, our workforce and um, how much time we have to spend against that, especially if, you know, we're 30% active duty or active manned, right, mm -hmm. full-time. Um, how do we do creative things and get people on orders um, to help you know, get after it. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm doing. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a DSG, right? Um, but I've been on orders for a bit by choice, obviously. Um, but it's because I've been given the opportunity to go after and, and you know, help help solve some problems. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, get the word out. Um, you know, love to talk to all the commanders. It's Like I said, we're, that's going to be like one of the very first things we do. Yeah. Um, and then start getting, you know, time with the specific units. We've already done that. In fact, um, last time we drilled as a unit, Chris spent some time going around to the other units um, on the west side of the state. We haven't been yeah. able to reach out. We do have contacts over uh, on the east side, though, and we've been um, we keep those up about every other week, too. Um, but it's different being on a call with somebody who's already yeah. in innovation versus going there and just, you know, running a session that... Um, is specifically built to draw problems out and refine those problems. Yeah. And I would love to be able to do that um, multiple times coming up, you know, in the next year Yeah. to really help define those. And then, you know, set them and let's let somebody else go solve yeah. them. If you don't have the time or if you have the time, you know, get, get your leaders buy-in and let's get after it. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on and talking to us about this. If you're interested in learning more about the innovation team and getting in contact, we can definitely put your, uh, you and Chris's information in the notes of the video. Yeah. If you like the video, give it a like, uh, subscribe to the channel for more. And uh, if there's any comments, if you've got any projects you'd love to share, let us know. We can definitely put them in the comments and uh, share them. For sure. I appreciate you coming out, sir. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Appreciate it.